welcome, welcome to Rapid Reviews Radio, episode 122. This is a podcast. I forgot to put podcast on the end of radio. I am your co-host, Kylie Wild. I am joined by my ever-present co-host, Pete Beckett. You see what I have Not to deal with every week now. Hello, everyone. Three every week we are coming to you not live unless you're over on twitch.tv forward slash rapid reviews um but we are coming to you in your ear holes on a sunday night that's not true i literally invade every single person's podcast feed and talk to them personally (laughs) every week oh my god well according to my friends in texas you have a fabulous podcasting voice that they fall asleep to so there you go Take that as you will. Uh, with my is, shrill voice. That is an insult, and I'll have nothing of it. Uh-huh. You're telling um, me I'm, I have a boring, monotone voice. Thanks. Oh my gosh. I kid you not, though, Pete. When I was in the hospital, I had to stay in the hospital for like two years. I literally would go to sleep by the shipping forecast on the BBC radio. I mean, that's enough to put anyone to sleep, to be fair. It was so relaxing. I loved it so much. I've never listened to it since then, but ah, uh, for two years, every night, shipping forecast. You know, <laughs> the, you know that people tend to either listen to ASMR or okay. um, or ambient sounds from the wild. I do like it now. Yeah, I'm not a fan of ASMR. <laughs> uh, certain ASMRs, yeah. but I love ambient sounds. Oh, the w- ocean waves with seagulls. Calling. <laughs> I love that. I could listen to that forever. A stream flowing through a forest. I mean, I do have to get up and pee, but I still love it. <laughs> and yet I was kept awake by thunder and lightning most of the other night. Oh my goodness. Thanks. So weird. Like, that doesn't happen here. I don't think our listeners quite understand that. In the UK, that's not a thing. Thunder and lightning. Very, very frightening. Oh, it is. It definitely happens. <laughs> But it doesn't happen very much. Well, Not frequently, in, no. It's going to stay over here in Ireland. Now, see, in Texas, it happens all the time, constantly. Oh, yeah, because of the hot climate. Mm-hmm. That hot air, hot, hot air and cold air, I said hauled, uh, meat, and boom, thunderstorm. Thunderstroke. Um, so today's Ah, oh, damn it, I missed my opportunity for a joke. Go for it. All because I was trying to remember his name. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, that hot air coming from Ted Cruz probably helps. That. Oh, that was good, Pete. That was good. I just uh, annoyingly late on the delivery, but it was good. because I had to remember that, that <laughs> bloody idiot's name. I'm, I'm proud that you remembered uh, an American politician. That's pretty good. Well, I can't I know, even. I, I know one other. It's called Sleepy Joe. Oh gosh, yes. That's not going to <laughs> No, we are apolitical, except when oh, we're making fun. Well, well, apart from that politics class that we do every every couple of weeks oh that no gosh. one hears. Yes, that's it. Sh- I really do want to start a political podcast, but it I'm wouldn't out. be like... I was like, it wouldn't be like an angry yelling one, and that would be pre-recorded. But anyway, that's boring. Sorry, people out there listening to us. It is a late Sunday. I'm so tired, but I'm like a good tired. Like, okay. I've been working in the garden all day. So, Pete, how has your week been? Uh, it's been okay, I guess. I'm busy at work as always, you know, just keeping myself yeah. to myself. Had a 
Had a nice weekend, I guess, with the the nice weather. Played golf first thing in the morning on Saturday with my dad. Oh, right. And ever since I started playing golf a few months ago, I've been striving uh-huh. for something. So I've finally seen an improvement. I scored my first par. Oh, very good. Was it on like a difficult par four? So, nice! Yeah, I played three yeah. excellent shots to get to the green and I missed Oh, that's them. good. I'm so annoyed I missed the part. You still, but you got yeah, one, so that's good. I did, I did. I can't complain at that, of course. No, Obviously, that's good. I didn't beat my dad, but that's sort of to be expected. He's been playing longer than I have. I was going to say, exp- golf is one of those sports that's definitely down to experience. Yeah, the more you play, the better you get. Uh-huh. But exactly. then, like, it's a really weird one actually because obviously you um you play one week and you have like a really good game like off the tee or or on the fairway and your putting sucks. But then the next week your putting might be amazing, but everything else sucks. And see, so don't you have one. to take don't you have to take like wind direction mm. and all that stuff into account? Oh yes, we had a very windy course yesterday because it was right on the top Bye. of a hill. Oh, nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it does help sometimes, uh, especially if you manage to hit left to right like I always tend to do. Right. I, I'm literally the Donkey Kong of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who's played Mario Golf will definitely know what I'm talking about there. Yeah, oh my I, gosh. I, I am the Donkey Kong of the, uh, of the golfing world. Oh dear. To bring well, it back to video games, of course. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, actually what I was thinking this week, as a matter of fact... I kind of thought about um, taking up, like, there's this thing called clay pigeon shooting. Oh, do it. It's amazing. I'm thinking about it, and it did make me think of Duck Hunt. But, um, but talking about, like, the run resistance and all that kind of stuff, yeah. I just have this feeling that I'd be actually really good at that. And target shooting. That's I'm not a fan of guns. With deep. You know, okay, it's weird that you say that. Because, you know, I've played sports forever. I played sports forever without glasses. As soon as I got my first pair of glasses, I couldn't catch a fo- an American football. Couldn't do it. So what is wrong with me? Took my glasses off, told the coach. It's like, wait a second. Took my glasses off, put them to the side. Caught every pass, every pass she threw me. Uh, and she laughed and everything like that. So my eyesight with corrective lenses on is actually not good for sports. <laughs> it's weird. Basketball is the same thing. Fair enough. Have to I'll, take them um, off. I'll provide a link to you to a show that I watched last mm. year where one of the guys was doing clay pigeon shooting. Ooh. Who's got a lazy eye like I have. And oh, was actually right. pretty incredible. Oh, that's awesome. You know what's funny? Bringing up lazy eye. So I went to an uh, eye doctor. Um, oh, just a second. No, I'll do that later. Anyway. Uh, rearranging some Twitch things here. Um, I went to an eye doctor last week or the week before, I don't remember, because time runs together for me. Um, <laughs> in regards to, like, my eye thing. Um, is Twitch still running for you, Pete? Looks like it. Okay. The first thing out of his, his mouth hole was, do you have a lazy eye? And I was like, what? Couldn't you tell that? He's like, well, the way that your eyes are, come to find out I have one eye that's different. He's like, they react like a lazy eye. And I was like, yeah. that's very interesting. That's very interesting. But 
he's just like, you know, turns out I have one eye that is shaped different than the other. Um, which is funny and weird. <laughs> well, let me just tell you this. I'm sure you guys definitely will be able to tell any time that I may have been drinking. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, so, you know, Pete and I have been friends forever at this point. The only time I've ever, ever noticed, because I never notice, I'm, I'm an idiot, things go over my head all the time, was Pete was completely uh, altered. <laughs> and then that's when you and told you me. Barely, barely. No. That, no. I mean, the fact that my eye was barely even open probably was a bit... Yeah, it was barely open. It was just like, there were, both of them were just slits, and then you were like, yeah, so, uh, and then you said it, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I think ever since then you've known. I I know, but I don't. I'm so unobservant. It just goes. Whoop. No, that was that was more of a state for the audience who here happened to see it like a late, <laughs> uh, either a it's either a really late night or a bit. Oh gosh, yeah. I might be uh, altered in some way. So it's like me and my Texas accent. Your lazy eye and my Texas accent—they're the same. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Speaking of things that are like Texas, I have no idea why that's that's not even a segue, by the way. I was going to say, how are you going to be creative with this segue? <laughs> no creativity whatsoever. Unless you want to... No, I'm not even going to try and attempt to merge these ones into <laughs> some kind of news story at all. So, in case you haven't realised, we're doing news this week. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah, news. We had a big one last week, obviously. Please news blast. Yeah. To the face. I am, yeah, just, I, am, I am actually just going to call the episode that because I'm being lazy. Might as well. I mean, but I, I do have to say last week's was amazing. Mm-hmm. If you haven't checked it out, who the heck are you and why are you listening to the show? No. Uh, um, anyone that's in the, in the tra- chat at the moment probably already knows it. Oh, probably. But we got not just an insider view of you know develop, game development, which we will go into more in future episodes with them. But... They also worked for other AAA companies, mm-hmm. and it just really—I was—I was fascinated. I was just like, "Yes, tell me more, tell me more." <laughs> I didn't talk that much because I was so fascinated by what they exactly were that we we only interjected when we wanted to. Yeah, we. Yeah, that, there you go. There now, there's a good selling point. Pete and I did not talk much through the whole episode. <laughs> there you go. If you hate hearing our dull, our, our dull voices, then that's a perfect episode for you to get involved. There you go. Share with your friends. This is really good. It's a great, great episode. But this week, we're doing news. So this please. Week, uh, yeah, we also have an announcement at the end of the episode too, so stick around. Anyway, news. Let's cover the shorter news first. So yes. I want to talk... Um, I say shorter news. It's probably not as much discussion on these ones, except for a certain one at the end, possibly. Yup, yup. So, let's talk Mediatonic first of all, shall we? You know who Mediatonic are, or the Tonic, the Tonic group that were acquired by Epic Games that create Fall Guys. Yes, and if you aren't playing Fall Guys, what's wrong with you? (laughs) So, it was revealed in a live stream that Fall Guys is due to go free to play alongside its Switch and Xbox releases in June. Finally. But I was kind of confused by that because I'm easily confused as we know this. 
No surprises. Um, yeah. And then I remembered, oh yeah, I bought Fall Guys. Like, I totally forgot. Like, I I have it on Steam. I totally mm-hmm. forgot that I bought it. Yep. Um, and so, because it just feels like a free-to-play game, if that oh, makes does. sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, with the amount of, like, season passes, like, exactly. options in it, you would sort of expect uh-huh. it to be a free-to-play game. Exactly. And I did. So yeah. I think my message uh, that was on the, the Discord when it got revealed, thanks, Nana, for that, uh, was that, um, I think it was, oh, I'm so glad I did only pay 10 quid for this, mm-hmm. rather than the full price, obviously. Any of those who had it on pl- who were on PlayStation Plus subscribers at the time when it was released got it for free as well, which is a great option. But as a result of it going free to play, there might be a lot of people out there who might be a bit annoyed by this. Right. So let's read through the story and find out whether or not they've done anything to make those people feel good. Let's so, find out. Uh, coming from VGC, once again, it's another one. Yeah. I've sourced VGC for all our articles. Well- reliable they're reliable until they do something stupid yes um four guys will be going free to play on june the 21st when the game will be released for nintendo switch and xbox consoles uh the title will also be released by the epic game store on the same date i'm surprised it wasn't already on there yep and cl- and isn't it cross platform or is that coming later we'll get to that Okay, sorry. Uh, the news was leaked via <laughs> an in-game video in Fortnite shortly before its announcement during a live stream. Um, Full guys will support cross-platform pl- play and cross-progression on all platforms. That's the important bit to me, the cross-progression. Oh, yes, because I want to own the Switch version of this and play it on the goo. So yeah. existing owners will receive a free legacy pack when the game goes free to play. It will include free nice. costumes and access to Season 1's new premium season pass, which will run alongside a free season pass. No surprises there. So, mm-hmm. clearly Epic heard, you, heard everyone the potential for people to get annoyed and went, nah, let's not give them a reason. Yep. I mean, let's not, let's not say that Epic are the good guys in this one, but... Oh my gosh, we all know my feelings on Epic. Oh, we, we did a whole dramatic reading on the whole thing, so let's not... If you want Go to hear about that... that... <laughs> yes, you can tell that I've been... I might have been going through the old episode recently for some reason. Have you? <laughs> Maybe. can't uh, imagine why! Uh... It was also announced on Monday that a new mode enabling players to create their own Fall Guys rounds is in development. Way It's about time. Although it is not uh, not planned for release in the near future. Epic acquired Tonic Games Group, the parent company of Fall Guys developer Media Tonic, for an undisclosed sum last year. Yes. Not going into that because that's all spill and uh, <sighs> not not relevant to the rest of this because I'd already said it was free play, free to play game. Yeah. Oh, it was free on PS Plus previously so what do you reckon i okay so at first when i heard it i like i said i forgot that i totally paid for it so i was confused for like two seconds yep. and then i was like oh wait i did pay for it and then i was like oh that's not fair but then i was like cross platform cross progression what is it progression cross progression is very important to me uh I'm a person who plays a lot of mobile games. Well, iPad, but that's mobile. Um, and I love when I can switch 
from my iPad to, you know, either desktop or very rarely, but sometimes the Xbox or something like that. And my progression is saved. Oh, I love that. So I was very happy to hear that. And then, but crossplay, I'm thrilled about because that means that you, me, Kieran, and whoever Chloe. other rappers or views people, we can play it. Finally, because we've been yes. trying for about a year and a half. Yes, and I look very forward to that. I adore playing with other people that I know. Um, I did do the last Battle Pass all on my own, and it was... I mean, I did it just to do it, but it's not as fun. It's just not. Mm. For me. I like playing with other people. Yeah, so do I. So, yeah. uh, let's talk about it, obviously, in a bit more depth in the future, but maybe maybe when release day comes... Oh, that would be fun! Yeah. So once it's all yeah. out for everybody and everyone's had a chance to download it, we could get involved. Because mm-hmm. I'll probably, knowing my luck, I'll probably play it on Switch and Xbox. Because I think the easy well, use for the Xbox version, uh, for Xbox, just, is just for me, really. It seems like we used to do so much more in the Rapper Reviews team, you know? Yeah. We need to get back to that. I'm hoping to. I'm going to try yeah. and do more. Yeah. So... Because I, anyway. I do miss those days. I where, do, I love it, yeah. You know, the days where COVID was full on in its grips. I know, I know. And nobody our... could do anything. Our Fridays. It's, oh it's my gosh. Almost, it's almost like it was a hostage situation. Yes, but we made the best of it. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Uh, so yeah, I'll get in touch. I will get in touch with a few people to see if they want to. Do yeah, I, I would like to do that. Keep an eye out for those regular people you know who you are. So, anyway, let's move on to Ubisoft or Ubisoft. Ubisoft. I'll just read this as is. Ubisoft yeah. Plus Classic is being added to PlayStation Plus with 27 games at launch. Service will offer 50 Ubisoft games by the end of 2022. So, did you happen to remember that Ubisoft had a subscription service? I always forget until I read, you know, like, Ubisoft's not the only company that does that, but every, like, I always forget until I'm reading something and it says, oh, blah blah has this prescription, prescription? Subscription company. Frick! I mean, it, feel, it feels like we're just being prescribed all these subscription services at yes! the moment, so... And, uh, it, yeah, it's always su- surprising. I, and, yes, Ubisoft is definitely one of the ones that I forget mm-hmm. exists. So, I'll read through the story anyway. So, Ubisoft <laughs> have confirmed that its Ubisoft Plus subscription service is coming to PlayStation, with a Ubisoft Plus Classics range coming to PlayStation Plus. Ubisoft Plus is a paid subscription service. Thanks, VGC, for explaining that, because nobody remembers. Um, yes. It's a paid subscription service, which gives players access to over 100 games, including new games and day one, on day one and DLC, for $14.99 per month, or £12.99 per month if you're in this in the UK. Um, yeah, yeah fifth, uh, it's €14.99 if you're over in Europe. So... Dumb question, because I don't play Ubisoft games. I'm going to be very perfectly honest. I'm not an Assassin's Creed fan. And Far Cry 3 was terrible, so... (laughs) Probably the better of Far Cry's, if I'm honest. 
Uh, well, I'll see. New lot that's come out. Yeah, well, that's uh, where four, it kind of five primal six. I played a little bit of four, and that was really it. Uh, and then, of course, Blood Dragon, uh, which we talked about last week. Well, Blood Dragon's definitely the better because it's not actually a Far Cry game, really. Exactly. But are Ubisoft games on Game Pass? No. Right. I just can't see paying an additional $14.99 for these games. That's just me now. I know there's probably some diehard okay. fans. Okay. Ubisoft okay, has already confirmed that the full subscription version of Ubisoft Plus is coming to Xbox. And now it's confirmed for PlayStation 2. I... Only PlayStation I... 2. That's disappointing. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Audience, for our listening audience, that's two as in two. Oh, oh. Um, but I don't, I don't. Why would you do that if you can get it on PlayStation or uh, Xbox? Xbox. Yeah. Like, where would you? I don't know. I don't yes. Know. Not uh, my thing. So, however, the publisher all will also be adding a number of older titles to the new PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium tiers in a new selection called Ubisoft Plus Classics. It was announced it's, it announced on Monday. There will be 27 Ubisoft Plus Classics games. How many times can you say that before you get bored in the article? Um, yep. Available on PlayStation Plus when the new service launches, it said, and Ubisoft expects this to reach 50 by the end of the year. So, let's run through the list of Games that are coming to Ubisoft Plus Classics on PS Plus Extra and Premium tiers. Some people might be happy at this. Some people might not be happy. Uh, some people might be very peeved because they've paid for all these games. Right. Anyway, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Good start. A good game. It's a good game. Yeah, it's a good start. Just I'm not sure it. that's considered a classic, is it? Uh, not to me, because this hasn't been old enough. It's not old. Didn't they just release DLC like a few months ago? Yes. So it's not yeah. really a classic, is it? I sort of expect not this in my mind. classics thing to be like Prince of Persia: Sands of Time and right. stuff like that. Right. Exactly. But we'll get into that in a minute, shall okay. we? So let's go through the list and stop making judgment pre. <laughs> <laughs> and that's coming from me. All right. Yes. So, uh, Forerunner, the crew too. Child of the Light, Eagle Flight. Yes, I've got my announcer's voice on now, if you haven't noticed. Yes. Uh, Far Cry 3, Blood Dragon, Far Cry 3 Remaster, Far Cry 4, Legendary Fishing. Oh, I'm in. That's, that's a day one purchase. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, sorry, I couldn't help myself there. Oh that was my too gosh. easy not to. Um, Risk, Urban Assault, South Park, The Fractured But Whole. <laughs> yeah, I do love that. Uh, do South Park, the Stick of Truth. Space Junkies. Star Trek Bridge Crew. Hang on. Is it Star Trek Bridge Crew, the one, uh, the VR game? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that's a, that's a cop. That's a good one to have in there, actually. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think of that. Okay, no, I, I do enjoy... I'm not joking. There was um, There's a podcast I listened to called TCGS. They did a playthrough of that, and it was, like, one of the most hilarious things I think I've ever seen. Why? 
I love watching uh, Let's Players on that. And yes, of course, Call Me Gavin did one. Yeah. But I mean, in general, I really do. Yeah. That they are quite funny. Quite, yeah, it, oh, I love it's it. just really so. funny, obviously, because you're like your characters, obviously. It, emulating uh -huh. what you do with the VR motions. So literally yes. most of the time when they were talking to someone, they were just like one hand up and the other one <laughs> the other person. It was just so weird. Yes. And you just see them like talking. It's like, help, help, help. <laughs> it's like, so yes. strange, but yeah. Anyway. Oh, it's fun. Uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas. It's not even the good version because that's the Switch version. Say, I don't uh, I'll tell you about Starlink in a moment. Oh, Starlink, yeah, but Battle for Atlas? I don't... No, Is that's that like... the subtitle for it. Is it really? Uh, apparently so, yeah. <laughs> never done that. So, Literally so, never knew that. So for those in the audience who didn't know, Starlink was the game that had the Fox <laughs> McCloud stuff on Switch. Exactly. I'm very, very familiar with that for obvious reasons. For those in the know, if you know, you know. Oh, uh... No. Yeah, but I didn't know it had a subtitle. No, I didn't. I played. I played it at a trade event. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I played it at EGX, and it was terrible. Oh, oh that's so sad. I know. I even, I even got to have the Starlink like ship controller as well, and it was kind of cool. Like, like yeah. playing using it, it was kind of cool, but it was like the game was aggressively poor. So. Oh, that's just a yeah, I know. But anyway, uh, steep. Uh, the crew, the division. Of, yeah. I mean, not even the division two. So over the division. Oh my god. Yeah, but like division two is like the more up to date one that people actually play for a live yes. service game. That is true. Good point. Good point. Tra well made. Okay, Trackmania Turbo, Transference, Trials Fusion. Oh, I love Trials. I do love trials. Hmm. Uh, that's taken me back to my uh, very early days of rapid reviews. I think that was the first game I ever reviewed for the site. Is it really? Yeah. I'm sure I knew that, but it I'm was. very It was. It's the Switch version, and it was bad. Oh my god. Oh, that's so disappointing. I do uh, love trials. Game was fun as hell, but there were so many limits with it. Like, so many problems with it, anyway. Uh, trials of the Blood Dragon. Why does it say Trials of the Blood Dra Dragon game? Well... <laughs> Uh, Trials Rising. Okay. Uh, Valiant Hearts, uh, The Great War. Really? The first really? Watch Dogs? Just the first one. First one, I consider that a classic, but I, I mean, you're, you're... It's on the border. It's on the border of being a classic. Just the first one. Just the first one. Not the they don't have the second is, one? Not the second one that is actually the critically acclaimed game. Yeah, that's the better one of the two. Oof. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so we'll we'll get to that in a moment. Werewolves Within. And Zombie Without the U. <laughs> that has what? really thrown you for a loop, hasn't it? <laughs> Uh, Zombie U was actually a launch game for the Wii U. Right. And they've I've heard released of it on PS4 and Xbox under a diff under Zombie, but it's not Zombie U. Hello, chatter Latino uh, Heat. How, um, howdy, howdy. 
So, okay, chat is really going off. Do you want to catch us up on a few there. things? I yeah. am getting there. So, um, so Brent has put, I expect a Game Pass slash Ubisoft announcement for the 12th of June showcase. Oh, we need I, a live stream some stuff. I'll be honest, I don't think that's going to happen now with this announcement. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I could be completely wrong, of course. Uh, so Nana has asked me, wait, Pete, I want to know. Uh, did they not put any Rain Man game on this? No, I've read the list. But aren't they staying away from Rayman as a property because of what's his face? Uh, is it Michelle Ansel? Michelle. Yes. Michelle Ansel. Who is now like a farmer or something? Yes, he left the games industry to become a farmer. What a career choice. Don't Any... be sexually harassing females or you'll become a farmer. Yeah, this is this is the cautionary tale of M Michelle Ansel, <laughs> who developed an icon called Rayman. He also yeah. developed a, an excellent game called Beyond Good and Evil. Became yes. a became a serial molester and then then oh chose to end life as a farmer. Oh god! Cautionary tale oh for all: Do not become a serial molester. Or you'll be a farmer. <laughs> no, I'm sure you'll be farming for something. Oh dear. So, um, uh, so he's also put in block capitals that and beyond good and evil are the only two things I would be interested in. I actually agree with you there, Nana. Yeah, I beyond good and evil, I would love to see yeah. a part two. Yeah. Um, Brent, <laughs> by the way, uh, Game Pass has Red, um, Rainbow Six Extraction, and we'll get uh, Assassin's Creed Origins and For Honor plus DLC soon. See, that's almost like the only things I'd, be, I'd care about. I, I don't know. I think... But... But... What? But... What? What? So they're, they're putting an Assassin's Creed game on there. That's now three games old. Well, yeah. I mean, if I'm honest, I'm surprised they haven't put the Assassin's Creed library on there. I'm not. Um, remember what we were saying, what was being said last week when the fact that it's considered one of Ubisoft's premium games? Yeah, guys, you gotta listen to last week. It was awesome. Yes, so, yeah, premium games. Not gonna happen, unlikely. I mean, it's quite a surprise that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going onto this service, to be fair. I would have thought that Ubisoft would have tried to milk it a bit more, but hey. Um, Ubisoft said back I'm going back to the article by the way said back in January yes. that Ubisoft uh, Plus subscription service will be coming to Xbox in the future but it's yet to announce a release date or the Ubisoft Plus classics equivalent for Xbox Game Pass uh, yeah this is all guff now I don't really care <laughs> so don't care that's all I'm, I'm just going to be outright and say I don't care I, I'm always divided with Ubisoft because I think, hmm, no, look, I'll just be honest. I have not enjoyed an Ubi I'm sorry, but I have not enjoyed an Ubisoft game in a very long time. I haven't. <laughs> until I played Mario and Rabbids. 
Yeah, you, that's true. You have said before fun that you... Very fun game, yeah. but that's probably because it's not got the typical Ubisoft jank in it. Yes. So, I mean, there's a season pass for it, so that's janky enough. Yeah, which is weird, but okay. Uh, optional janky. Uh, it's just yes. like... Oh, man, I missed the oh, opportunity to say it's optional cranky Kong. <laughs> uh, oh, no, because oh, the DLC was actually a Donkey Kong one. Of course it was. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, considering that list, um, the only things that I'm probably likely to play on it is Rise of the Blood Dragon and right. uh, South Park the Fractured Butthole. Well, see, I think we're at the point now. Now, I mean... Chat, you can totally disagree with me. Uh, listeners absolutely disagree with me. But when it comes to Ubisoft, if there's a game you want to play, you can just go buy it. There's been, there's nothing really new out there. You know, right. even digitally, games are so cheap. Yep. Uh, Ubisoft games specifically is what I'm talking about. Okay. Just buy it. Like, why, why get a subscription? You know. No, I have no idea, but. Yeah. Um, I'm because a... I love Fraction Yeah, see now, that's the thing. I'm like I said, the, the yeah, there's a couple of big games missing from this, like in terms of their mm -hmm. classics line. I mean, the lack mm -hmm. of a Rayman game is quite surprising. I would have thought they would probably include Rayman Origins or Rayman Legends, which they usually tend to include on everything. Exactly. I was just, you took the words out of my mouth. Anytime there's a kind of compilation or something like that. Or a free it, game. Rayman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rayman Origin, uh, whatever yeah. is on there. Actually, uh, I will just just quickly say a piece. I just need to check something anyway on this. So. Pete is verifying No, I have verified. I verified it. I'm surprised that a certain game hasn't been added onto it. A game that was released last year that is technically right. a live service. And would have worked perfectly in this. Riders Republic. Oh, oh my gosh! Have you ever seen a game fall so fast? Yeah, Riders Republic. Yeah, Riders Republic was set to be a killer game, mm. an amazing game. Did not just like drove off a cliff. Yeah, the funny thing is, it looks fun, and I was really interested in playing it. But I was waiting yeah. for, for a price drop because I wasn't going to pay that kind of money for it. And it, it just died a death. Not only was it an expensive game to, to start with, the in-game purchasing mm. was at a ridiculous level. Like, we're talking about skins and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's just cosmetic, you know. It's just it's cosmetic. Co yeah. yeah, just purely cosmetic. And, yeah, I was um, taking it the just... piss more than anything. Well, it just died a death. It did. And I was surprised because I thought it was going to do, like, really well. But no. Nope. Yeah, me too. So, in, in that sense, would you say that Ubisoft literally took it to the top of the building and threw it off? Yes. <laughs> Speaking of throwing people off of buildings, <laughs> that's a segue into talking about Saudi Arabia. Oh gosh, true. Uh, I'm so fair. political. I'm such a. <laughs> look, we do look. Hot button. Warning issues. to our listeners, because we actually do have some Saudi Arabia listeners. I know we do. I was taking the mic. Sorry. Um, but do you want to be honest? We try to stay apolitical, but look, we are Westerners. We are not apolitical when it comes to certain things. 
yes, agreed. Uh, I am also going to say that that is not indicative of everyone within Saudi oh, Arabia. Just no. the regime itself. No, exactly. That's like that's like America, the U.S. It's like okay, so the government's crap, but that does not reflect on the individuals. <laughs> You can't, yes, P, P is pointing to himself. I UK am, as well. I am from mm -hmm. Land Blighty that <laughs> once used to colonize the entire world. I definitely cannot sit here and say that we are the good people, but I am an all right person, I guess. Yes, when it comes to individuals, absolutely. Absolutely. But anyway, so that was the long and short way of basically saying that Saudi Arabia has now invested a 5% stake in Nintendo. Yes. Now, I'll be very honest, I don't know. Every business is different. My business is different um, as opposed to shareholders and their controlling power is what it's called. I don't know if 5% is, is enough for voting power. Probably It not. may be. I don't know. I don't know. No, a lot of people are very worried about this, I noticed. But Saudi Arabia owns a lot. We're getting a lot. To, getting to that. Oh, okay. We're getting okay. to that. Go ahead, you go for it. You go get to that because there's one okay. company I already know about. Oh yes, I do as well. But you go ahead, you go ahead. Okay. So I might have popped a message in and the first thing in the morning after seeing this one going, Oh my god! You did. Kind of like how you did with the whole Destiny, like, yes. Bungie being merging with, like, Game Boy by PlayStation. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't respond because I knew we were going to talk about it. Uh, yes, but I've also changed my stance on this based on some information that I might have seen and put together. Sorry? <laughs> I knew you were going to change. Yeah. No, because I've now, it now makes a bit more sense. Yes. So, anyway, let's read through the story. Saudi Arabia has purchased a 5.01% stake in Nintendo, according to a filing uh, to Japan's finance ministry. Right. Bloomberg reports that the country's uh, public investment fund, also known as PIF, uh, right. a sovereign wealth fund chaired by the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Sal Salman. Oh my god, uh, I cannot pronounce names. I think Apologies that's pretty for that. close. No, I mean, I've heard are, it a thousand I, guess, I have heard it a thousand <laughs> times before. It's and just, we are Westerners, so yeah. uh, uh made the put made the purchase for investment purposes. That's where the, the, the difference lies, I think. So we'll get into that in a bit more. So the acquisition makes it the fifth largest Nintendo shareholder, according to Bloomberg's data. This is the latest in a series of gaming investments made by the Crown Prince and his investment funds. Mm -hmm. Last month, through his electronic gaming development company, the Shet, the Prince acquired 96% of acclaimed Japanese developer SNK. Right. Taking over ownership of Fatal Fury, Metal Slug, and King of Fighters. Yep. That's the one I was going to talk about. Right. And I didn't think that was last month. I thought that was a fair while ago, but I could be incorrect on that one. They may have had a smaller stake in the uh, in the company before, but they may have just basically just gone in and gone for complete ownership. Right. Um, well... Uh, let me uh, just finish this point out. Yeah, anyway. so, uh, earlier this year, the nation's public investment fund has been used to invest stakes in more than 5% in both Capcom and South Korean online game publisher Nexon. 
Uh, these mm. investments totaled over one billion dollars, and that's billion yeah. with a B. Uh, in December 2020, the fund acquired over three billion worth of stock in Activision Blizzard, Electronic Arts, and Take Two. Damn! Uh, it's set to receive a profit on on part of that investment if Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard is successfully completed. The public investment fund is reportedly central to Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's goal of making the Saudi economy less reliant on proceeds from oil. And that's where I'm going to end this because actually I think that's a good point to end on. Yeah, I Although, think so. actually, just reading on, PIF's continued investments in video game companies may raise concerns for some, given Saudi Arabia's long standing history of human rights abuses. Now, that's a good point to end on. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Oh, God, how do I phrase this? Um, people can have stances, mm-hmm. personally, and money overrides those stances. Yes. Let's put it that way. And also, if I remember correctly, I was trying to verify it, but I can't find the exact figures. Uh, Saudi Arabia invests in a very di- they have a diverse a diverse portfolio. They do. Um, Can they I are tell some major from experience that one <laughs> recently happened over in the UK shores that took oh, a fair right? while to complete, but it's now made them the most the world's richest football club, and that oh. is Newcastle United. Okay. Well, see, on top of that, I know that uh, they have a stake in, like, Coca-Cola. Yep. Even. They do. So, while they're investing in these companies, and they're they're purely investing in these pro- companies for profit, um, I can only hope that the profit goes to the people, but that's that's their government, that's their thing. Um, he drank cheap champagne like it was Coca-Cola. Oh, gosh. <laughs> It seemed accurate. You're holding oh, a glass of Prosecco. Yes. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Yes, we try not to get political here, so we're just stating facts. These are just yeah. Things. Let's uh, let's just basically say, and I'm gonna uh-huh. put. Uh, uh, yes, we're staying apolitical in this one. Uh-huh. Obviously, like I have a very big. I mean, issue you love with a lot of the stuff that's going on. I have well, I have a big issue with some of the the abuses and ridiculous yes. stuff that happens in Saudi Arabia. You know, right. I I have a lot of friends, you know, including the together we play Discord that you know yes. are of a community that is a very outspoken out in Saudi Arabia, if not downright persecuted, which is the alphabet not, community, which is not great <laughs> at all. Uh, there's their stance on um, journalism and free speech is absolutely goes against the grain of what I think. And Jamal Khashoggi is a name that mm-hmm. rings very, uh, rings massively across the world when you say it, because obviously he was murdered by a by the regime, and he's a journalist. So yeah, great. But look. I freaked out about this because I think that the abuses within the Saudi regime are absolutely disgraceful. They right. they don't gel with my particular uh, my ideals and uh, my interest. But I have to understand that this is just business, right? And business is business, and you know, whilst 
I don't think that Saudi Arabia are going to outright own Nintendo at one point in the future. It is a it's kind of a worrying stance that they started investing into Japanese companies as well uh, with Capcom and a few others, but it, it just goes to show that maybe the relaxation of um, certain companies investing within them in terms of the Japanese business might be changing. Right. Uh, their, their, their stance on general westernized um, studios or businesses coming in and buying their assets who yeah that might be changing but let's be honest with you business knows business and business deals in absolutes and the absolute <laughs> is always the big green paper money 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 <laughs> um, but I don't. I'm not going to say I see this as a good thing because there's no way that I can see any any money that has been invested elsewhere from a a regime that probably hasn't gained it in a great way. But let's be honest, the uh, the proceeds from oil is probably a better option because it's better for the environment, of course. Um, but my stance is is that. I don't think Nintendo had any clue about this one because public investment is public investment. They have no clue until the shares are bought. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's how that works. So, um, And it's not like Nintendo or any other company in the world are going to turn around and go, all right, so you tried to buy 5% of our, of our, our stocks. Nope, we're going to block that because they can't. No, they cannot. It's a publicly traded and invested company. But they cannot block that kind of thing. An acquisition, however, they can. Oh, definitely. Well, I mean, this is boring to our listeners, and we'll move on. I, I know, but I just. I know, but I just wanted to make it aware that my stance had definitely changed from the freak out of the. Oh, morning. definitely. But what I was gonna say is, this is why my company currently is is private, but it will be publicly traded in the future. Mm-hmm. And um, I often think of those scenarios try to prepare myself for not that anyone would really be interested in my little indie publishing slash printing company but you never know you never know you never know that crown Crown prince really might like pandas maybe i really want to print you know indie books (laughs) but anyway yeah um yeah this is probably the the most boring topic conversation we're probably ever going to have is talking about acquisitions and investments. Which is my one of my favorite things to talk about. Oh, I know. I which is probably why I brought this up. I just drank an entire bottle of Prosecco. In less than an hour. I was not supposed to do that. I was supposed to save that for a special day that might happen tomorrow. Anyway, let's move on because we are... Quickly approaching the nine o'clock hour. We are indeed. So we are. I'm going to bring this up one up first. Okay. Because it actually fits a theme. Okay. EA is allegedly pursuing a sale and has talked to yeah. Apple. <laughs> so more talk about boring acquisitions. I know, I know, but I saw this and I'm not surprised. Not at all. Am I surprised? Um, also, sorry, can I just bring this up? That, uh, sure. Nana has said. Also, I think a similar thing happened to Manchester City, put with clubs like that, or or it's that, or Americans. You are correct. It actually is a Saudi firm. It, Does it? 
The Americans own something. They own a team. Manchester United. Oh, is it? Okay. The the Glazer family owns that. But you also have John W. Henry and his company. I uh, can't remember what sports team he owns over in America, but they also own Liverpool. So you've got a couple of American oh, okay. investors within the, uh, uh, within so the Premier funny. League. Uh, you also have a couple of inf- American investors who invest money into Crystal Palace, too. I'm totally up for that when I get rich and famous. Well, <laughs> please, please invest money into Crystal Palace so I can have a box there. <laughs> Anyway, yep. uh, a new report claims that the publisher entered into talks about a potential Comcast merger. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. I hate Comcast. Like, why would you do that? Anyway, mm. let's read into this and find out what's true. So, uh, Electronic Arts is claimed to be actively pursuing a sale or merger in the wake of the recent M&A activity. Oh, mergers and acquisitions. Yes, why? What you, that means. Why? <laughs> it just it just made me do, oh my god anyway so uh in the games industry such as Microsoft's 68.7 billion dollar acquisition of Activision Blizzard yes. uh that's according to a new report by a new site Puck which is paywalled they they have to specifically put that in there which I don't know why well then, surely then you need to link every Bloomberg article that you've ever done that says about paywalling, but you don't. Oh, because annoying. it's from a site that is not. Anyway, which claims that annoying. EA has been persistent in pursuing a sale and has recently held talks with Disney, Apple, Amazon and Com- Comcast, NBC Universal. It's claimed that the talks with the latter progressed the furthest before eventually falling apart last month with Comcast CEO Brian Rogers allegedly proposing a spin-off NBC Universal uh, proposing to spin-off NBC Universal and merge his company with EA. Uh, the general terms of the proposal which lawyers and bankers from both sides negotiated for several weeks would have seen Rogers' family take majority control of the combined entity the report claims. In the configuration most seriously discussed the company would have been run by Wilson. Wilson! Uh-huh. I can't find it now. I'm really not interested in talking about this as much as I thought. Oh my gosh. No. This is lame. Um, so we did have uh, a couple of comments. Uh-huh. Uh, with EA though, and so this has come from Nana. With EA though, who the hell want them? I agree. And, like in block capital. Like, they don't even have the FIFA money anymore. With EA, the money will be 100 billion plus. Because how are they going to pay those licenses? Now... Microsoft should just buy them. Now, Kylie, can you tell uh-huh. us? As a businesswoman, uh-huh. I want to yes. know how licensing really works. Oh, that depends. Oh, licensing is fun. I would love to talk about it. Um, it depends on what country you're talking about, because it's different for every country. Oh, of course, yeah. Different laws, different... Yeah. I mean, obviously, FIFA is, in particular is going to be under UK because obviously. Um, but like EA has built an entire empire on licensing products, you know, um, from Star Wars to FIFA, as we said, and to just everything. Oh my gosh, I'm just like running through the list. They own licenses for everything. 
You can build a business on that. But when they sell, they can't sell with the licenses. Mm. That's a separate thing. Yeah. So let's say, in theory, uh, Microsoft bought EA. Well, Microsoft doesn't buy the license. No, it doesn't. They only buy EA's original IPs. Yeah. Which is not many. I think they own Maxis, which is depressing. Uh, I used okay. to love Maxis. Uh, yes. Maxis is the one that does uh, SimCity and all the Sims and all that. I'm EA. Yes. Exactly. Um, but as far as like, but that's, that's the kind of thing. That's the thing that is, is, is spooking investors. They don't want to buy EA because EA is just a product catalog of licenses that they would have to buy in addition to. They'd have, yeah, they'd have to renegotiate all those licenses mm -hmm. for the new parent company, wouldn't they? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's scaring everybody off. Mm. Um... Should have made more IPs. I had a question, but I cannot remember what that question oh, was. Oh, I interrupted you. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, had a, I didn't want to interrupt you. That's why I was, I was going to ask a question. But it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. But that, that, that really is what it comes down to. Like, I, I joke and say Microsoft should buy EA. And, okay, I really think Microsoft should buy Maxis. But, uh... That was it. Sorry. My... Thank you. You've just reminded me of it. Okay. They own one other company. What's that? Well, they own multiple, actually, that are under yeah. the EA banner. So, Maxis, um, Respawn. Oracle. Oh, Oracle's their platform, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, you've got uh, Respawn, who do uh, <laughs> Order of the Fallen. Yeah. But you See, that's what I'm talking about. Star Wars, all of that. But you also have Bullfrog. And Bullfrog, that's a very good... Oh, that's a very good one. Screw so... you, EA. Yeah. That's the thing. Oh gosh. See, that's EA is a complicated company to purchase. It just is. If I'm honest, Microsoft would be the better candidate to purchase them. Probably um, would be because they actually have the intellectual capital mm -hmm. behind them to actually exactly. renegotiate and reacquire mm -hmm. most of those licenses for a couple of yeah. years. Exactly. And they were probably more likely to be in a better place to be able to negotiate with the robber barons that are known as FIFA. Exactly. And I mean FIFA, the actual soccer entity, not the, the licensed video game. I, right, right. I still can't believe they did that. Mm, stupid. Absolutely I know, stupid. Really was. But bearing in mind but... that I saw a story based on this that I decided not to include that apparently Take-Two have been very quiet on that license. Yeah. Good point, actually. Please don't. Because we'll, like, <laughs> we'll have, like, NBA, like, 2K22, but just oh FIFA, FIFA 2, like, 2K23. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or 2K24, they... whenever it starts. It's 2K23, let's... sorry. Let's it's the last admit... year this year. Well, let's just admit, because I feel this very strongly, that sports games, all the sports balls, but also WWE and all of those, they need an overhaul. Oh, um, the WWE 2K game recently had an overhaul because they actually delayed it by a year. Well, that's good. It, but... forced, it was kind of forced upon them. Yeah. Uh, but then 
the company that uh, was making the 2K like wrestling game, mm-hmm. Ukes, has now gone over to try and make a an AEW yeah. video game, and apparently that's going really badly. That'll be interesting. So yeah. <laughs> For our wrestling fans out there, oh goodness! You know no, what? No. I will say this. I will say this, and then we've got to move on because we're running out of time. AEW, I do like AEW only because they have a lot more female competitors. They seem to kind of push that better. I mean, that's just me. That's just a very abstract throwing that in there. Look, yeah. I, I, I like <laughs> AEW. I, I don't. I, I kind of do too. I yeah, like I don't. A- I don't really. Uh, I like AEW like a- when I have watched it. And what I yeah. think about it is, it's basically like watching WWE from the from the attitude from the old days, and when it was yeah. good. Yes, from good storylines, good characters, and absolute balls to the wall ridiculousness. I love it. I loved it. Oh my gosh! See, people don't know that. Well, our generation does. Well, well our generation, awesome. our generation yeah. definitely understands it because mm-hmm. now everyone looks at uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Mr. Movie Star, but I still, I but, still see him as the Rock from oh, yes. someone a candy ass. That's right. Oh yes. Oh god, that was such a good. Listen. Everyone in our age group, male and female, and in between and over in abundance, uh, watched rest. Everyone watched wrestling. No, you're wrong. Shut your mouth. <laughs> like it anyway. did not matter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, I know let's, that's that's. Let's lame, have some but... positive news for once. Yes, let's and do I that. Mean, and I mean positive for our friends over in the Far East. All right. Well, that's good too. For the first time in eight years, Xbox has outsold PlayStation in Japan last week. Yes, I saw that. Let's run through I... the story. That's huge. Uh, for just, Japan. just for editorial reasons, I must add that Tony yes. did not put this news story in as an Xbox fan. <laughs> I correct. Because it I does sound like something I would do. Oh, uh, you better me. believe. I, I actually collate the news because I'm the only one yes. who seems to work on this podcast. Yes, Pete <laughs> does all the work. I get drunk and talk a lot. That's really? literally what I do, Pete. This is but what I no. said to you, though. You're the talent. Yeah, I'm just got to keep the talent happy, you know. That's right. Hell yeah. Um, but to be fair, uh, I I saw this story and I was just like, people don't really understand, at least in the West, the implications of that. Um, that's a huge news story. It's massive. That's... It's massive. Let's go into it. Yeah. Anyway. So, the Xbox yeah. Series S. Oh, okay. Uh, the Xbox Series S outside the PlayStation Five in Japan last week according to the new sales yes. data. And yes, you can see that my magical assistant, Kylie, is demonstrating the uh, Series S behind you, as you can demonstrate the PS5 behind <laughs> you right. was outsold. Yes. <laughs> this is a reason why you need to watch the video for great stuff go. like this and my terrible Sorry. lighting. Oh my gosh. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. I oh, know. It it's, be it's getting dark and the light's not on. Yeah. Just, uh, I just turned the it's light on. It's still bright as daytime here. So, wait, Pete, I'm going to interrupt you for two seconds. So, like, we're entering the time of year where Ireland is daytime until 10 o'clock at night. Do yeah, you guys get here. that? Or is that just. Okay. Yeah, okay. same I here. Love, absolutely I love it. It's brilliant. It's, it's very cool. I had to get used to it. It took me a couple of years, but I like it now. Yes. But anyway. So. I know why. According to the sales data <laughs> published by Famitsu, uh, the Xbox mm. Series S on its own, not including Series X, 
sold 6,120 units. Whereas the PS5 and PS5 Digital Edition, so yes, they're combining the both, mm-hmm. sold for a combined 2,693 units. Right. For comparison, last week the PlayStation 5 sold 49,798 units, where the Xbox Series S sold 10,000. Wow, okay. That's, uh, there's clearly an error on this article because it's uh, there's only 1,000. Yeah, I think there's an but error got, there. But they've got a comma in between the one and the zero and the zero zero, so that's not... Yeah. I think that might be 10,000, to be honest. I think that's what that should yeah. be, yes. <laughs> Which appears to suggest that, like in many other parts of the world, the sales fluctuation is due to availability of consoles. Similarly, it... Xbox Series X sold 3,508 units last week compared to only 105 this week. Well, I mean, if I'm honest, first and foremost, yes, this is a big story. This is big for people who don't know for an Xbox to outsell a PlayStation in Japan. But I do have to add in a caveat, which is it is availability. I mean, let's be honest. It's yep. availability. And I hate admitting that. I want to say, oh, it's because the Xbox uh, S is just the superior, you know, console in Gamer Wars and Console Wars and Xbox Superior. No, it's really, it comes down to availability. And then PlayStation, I still don't have a PlayStation 5. Pete's got one. I don't got one. Are you joking? That's not a PlayStation 5. That's just a PS4 with a PlayStation 5. Uh Uh-huh. It's a refrigerator. No, it's gigantic. Just, no, it's, no, I just literally just took the gubbins of the PS4 and just put them inside of a PS5 case. Oh my god! It look like it was cool. Uh huh. No, That's probably I, what I'll have to do. Yeah. Um, Buy a but, shell on eBay. But anyway, Brent has put. I don't think that that it is a big of a that big of a deal. Probably more. Uh, the series were available well, due to shortages. That's shortages, so. that's exactly it. Yeah. But. Xbox has still only sold 10% of the total PS5s. I mean, I do not hide that I am an Xbox fangirl. I just am, through and through, and I'm going to be probably for a long time. Mm. Which is weird because I started out as a PlayStation fangirl. But having said that, I'm also very logical, and I know, I know that this is based on availability. Of course it is. Although I do like Nana's point, which is... Uh, Japanese like the Xbox S because it's small, which is important in Japan for some reason. It is very important. Space is a luxury in Japan. Um, I love Japan. Um, Fuck, <laughs> What? Oh, I just thought of the Family Guy joke. Oh, gosh, what? What, dare I ask? Pete? Just don't, because no. <laughs> Basically, the, the the joke where they're talking about the two Japanese women who have small everything. Oh my god! That's what I mean. Like, it's bad. Oh, I saw just pictured that. He is a terrible story. person. <laughs> I could have gone with um, the South Park one. It's like, oh, you have very very big penis. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I no, that's a that's a story for it. That's a different podcast. Okay. God loves South Park. Anyway. <laughs> Back to our original point. Okay. Um, this milestone is... is notable due to the Xbox family's famously soft sales figures across the generations of Japan. Well, that's the thing. I mean, 
the Japanese culture as a whole, they're very, very loyal and all that kind of stuff. This really comes down to availability. And, um, I'm ignoring chat right now. Uh, uh well, let's <laughs> just put, yeah, that sounds like Family Guy and South Park. Yep. So, um, uh, according to the recent report, as of February, only 2.3, uh, yeah, 2.3 million Xbox consoles have been sold in Japan across all generations. That's not a yeah. lot. It's not a lot at all. Like, at all. But, I mean, the Japanese culture is very loyal to their native consoles. Not necessarily. Ooh, Ooh. The vast majority of these were Xbox 360 sales, of which there were 1,616,000. Uh, thousand and like 128. Half. More That's than half. Crazy. Definitely more That's than half, because about half would be, uh, would be <clears throat> around 1.15 million. Yeah. So, That's crazy. I I'm not going to say I have a theory. I may have an explanation. Okay. So I want you to cast your mind back to the Xbox 360 era generation, in which... My favourite era. Where yes. we were we were getting some absolutely behemoth Japanese software such as Blue Dragon <laughs> and Lost oh, Odyssey. Yes. That were exclusive. I thought Blue Dragon system. was French. Was that not French? Okay. Oh no, it was Japanese for sure. I have Blue Dragon. I love it. Anyway. I absolutely adore it. Anyway, so yes. Now think think forward to the Xbox <laughs> One generation. Right. And think not the greatest. Think of how little Japanese developed games there were. Yeah. 100%. You are absolutely correct. Now, cast mm -hmm. your mind to how it is on the Xbox One X and the Series S and the S. And the fact that they've managed to develop some deals with uh, some very notable Japanese publishers. Yeah. Such as Square Enix. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not even going to claim to pronounce the name of which the studio is, but the the Yakuza team. Yes, yes. It's huge in Japan. Yeah. So I think that there. Are, I think the software definitely helps hardware sales, and it's very much proving that oh. point within the Japanese market. I think that's very true. I mean, lot for many decades. Uh, gamers have clamored, Western gamers have clamored for Japanese games. And whereas the American sellers, re distributors, have said no to Japanese games. But the minute they allow Japanese games to be distributed on um, the console, it blows up. Mm. It absolutely blows up. It blows up in Japan and it blows up in the West. But you and... don't you don't really see the same with many Western games over in um no. on the Japanese shores. There's only a very hand select handful of Xbox mm -hmm. games that have ever seen some kind of success. Yes. It's a very different type of storytelling. We've talked about this in previous episodes. Um, just through my education, like uni and stuff like that, the Japanese storytelling is very, 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 very different than Western storytelling. But I think it's easier for the Western people to embrace Japanese storytelling than it is vice versa. Um, but we see that because we see it all the time. Western people going, please give us this Japanese game. Give us this Japanese game. Give us this Japanese game. I mean, the controversy around Mother is, is another one. Um, and yet we never get them. 
we don't get them because they think they won't sell but then the minute they release them they do sell i wasn't even just going to talk about games in this one look at how it is narratively when it comes to anime anime that's exactly oh my gosh it took forever for anime i mean i was like 16 watching anime that tells you how long it's been and i'm like old now <laughs> it tells you how long it's been for anime to break into the mainstream western market but it wasn't because the people didn't want it oh we wanted it me and all my friends in no. school we wanted it but the distributors wouldn't yeah exactly it's like oh i you know ooh, i don't know um I, so i hope with the next the new generations and the whole digital age you know digital downloads as opposed to cds or whatever yeah physical media uh, I hope we see a lot more Japanese media because we want it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think well, that will help sales. There's another point that was raised in here, and actually I think it's quite an interesting point. So mm -hmm. this is the final line of the entire article, because I decided to right. skip forward. So it says, following Microsoft's acquisition of Bethesda last year, Spencer also called the acquisition of Tango Gameworks as part of that deal a great Hi. step towards achieving Xbox's ambition in Japan. Yes. That's why I brought exactly. it up, because I thought it was incredibly relevant. It is very relevant and very true. Oh, there's such an untapped market there. And it goes both ways. Like, I keep talking about Western gamers wanting Japanese stuff. There are, I'm, I'm very sure there are Japanese gamers who want Western stuff. You know? Oh, yeah, of course. And it's just, we've, we've got to bridge that gap. We've, we need to share. Yeah, absolutely, know? yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to move on to the final story of, of the week. Yes, because we have reached now 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> we have, yeah. And he has to go to work in the morning. It doesn't necessarily matter for those people who are listening on audio. Because they're I know, but I'm thinking about... the day. I know what I'm thinking about. You and me, we have to work tomorrow. Oh, I'm fully aware of that. Yeah. It's been worse. I'll have to it write myself be, up if I'm late. It might be worse <laughs> next week. Well, we might. Oh, that's going to be good, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. So the final story is one that a particular person in our uh, in our audience currently in, on Twitch may be interested to hear, but oh, has already heard about it. Sony provides update on God of War Ragnarok. Accessibility. Oh, yeah. Sony yes. Monica has revealed more than 60. Yes, you heard that. 60 new features. So um, Sony has provided an update on God of War Ragnarok's accessibility features in the new blog. This is what annoyed me about the article, though. But there's right? still no official word on a release date. <laughs> I like to think... Thank you so much, Latino Heat. Uh, they Thank said enjoyed this stream. Great information. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for joining us. Um, I like to think that. Um, how do I say this? Ragnarok is, or well, God of War is such a leading series. Mm -hmm. It is well known. It's well known above, you know, among everyone. I want to see them lead the way, sure. um, especially on the PlayStation. I mean, we've talked about this before. We've talked also with Brent, who is 
in the audience tonight, um, who is our like champion of accessibility. That's why I. Um, yes, exactly. Uh, Microsoft leads the way in accessibility, and yes, as a fangirl, I'm like, yay, Microsoft! Yeah. But I, I want to see. I want. Uh -huh. I was going to say, I think they mainly lead it on the system OS level, whereas it looks like software level, uh, Sony are doing it a lot more. Well, I want to see, like, that, I don't have a dog in the fight of who's better than, you know, each other. I don't care about console wars, that's so beneath me, I do not care. But, I like the idea of, well, gaming's for everyone, and so if... PlayStation wants to take the lead with God of War and do like an accessibility. Go for it. Please do. Holy crap. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not going to lie, actually. There's a lot of these mm -hmm. features, actually, that even as someone who's not non visual impairment mm -hmm. or any sort of accessibility issues myself, these are great features anyway. So let's go into it. And Chad, <laughs> yes, thank yes. you, Brent, for further reiterating <laughs> your, your chadiness at this point. That's true. Brent so, is the chat chad, the reigning chat chad. He is. He he beat down a... Uh, a, a Let, we need to talk about that episode. Who hasn't? Yeah, who hasn't slipped it? We'll do that after the show. I, yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, after the, after the actual show, that. we'll talk about that. Yeah. Because that, I need to talk about that. <laughs> So the accessibility features, which includes a high contrast mode and the ability to increase the size of an in-game text and quest icons has been present across other PlayStation Studios games, such as The Last of Us Part 2. Some of the features have been have been carried over from the PC release of God of War, uh, which came out this year, which also introduced Auto Sprint and other accessibility features. So... I don't know if we're going to be able to go through every single one of these, but we'll go through It's a quite few. a lot. Yeah, it's quite That's a lot. It 16 is. Yeah. of them. And we're running short on time. Ooh, so, yeah. In addition to this, the new, a new audio-described version of the game's reveal trailer has been revealed and can be watched below, which is on the article, of course. That's a great option. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God of War's Ragnarok's release date is still on track for 2022, one of the game's lead developers recently claimed. Why don't you just say Corey Barlog? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, he does here. That's why. In, in oh, okay. Developer Sony Santa Monica published a video of which series head Corey Barlog <laughs> asked fans to throw patient on news of the upcoming God of War sequel. The video led to some concern that the God of War Ragnarok release date could have slipped. However, the game's animation director... Uh, <laughs> Bruno Veliquez later sure. confirmed Ragnarok is coming this year uh, so you can read a full list of accessibility features revealed today so let's have a look so we said about the auto uh, sprint auto sprint uh, so you can sprint while the stick is held and stopped when released I like that option because I've always liked that in uh, various FPS's such as Time Splitters <laughs> Time split that no, that was baked in system level in the PS2 in that, that game. Is pretty cool. Same yeah. same with the aiming as well. Um Persistent Dot always on reticle, so if you need additional focal points to to reduce motion sickness or just want a persistent <laughs> reminder at the centre of the screen, we could offer the ability to turn on a centre dot in three different sizes and seven different colours. I like that. Aim style, you can choose to either hold or toggle on and off. The aim starts. Also, another thing that was at a system level in Time Splitters mm. 2. Oh my gosh. Yes, I played Time Splitters 2 very, very recently, okay? 
I forgot <laughs> how good that game actually is. Even inside another game? Uh, it is, but I actually played the uh, Xbox Series X version. Oh, okay. No, I need to get into that anyway. We'll talk about that probably more afterwards. Yeah. I'm definitely going to talk about that more afterwards. Block <laughs> you can choose to use either hold or toggle on and off the shield stance. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I would have liked that in the game. Yeah, So, sure. new to God of War Ragnarok. Subtitle and caption size. This is the one that always gets me. This is something I've always want. Uh, uh, got to go fish fry with my with my parents. Nice. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. Have fun, Brent. Lucky. Uh, make sure fish make sure that you go back and listen to the audio version or the VOD so you can check out some of these features. Hey, girl. <laughs> Subtitle and caption size, we have increased our maximum text size and added new scaling. This includes an extra large text size to make subtitles and captions more readable. We have also dedicated a larger text area to match TV and movie subtitle standards. Which That's is, cool. Which is something that's always annoyed me since the HD generation of games, is the fact that the despite little... TVs getting bigger, subtitles <laughs> have gotten smaller. Yes. And menus have gotten smaller. Like yes. Menu text has gotten smaller. Very so true. subtitle and caption colours. You can adjust the colours of speaker names. Yes! About time. Like <laughs> I said, this is something I actually really want as well as someone who doesn't suffer with accessibility issues. I just think they're nice additions, but obviously yes. to someone who has the the accessibility issues, I can imagine these are an absolute godsend to them. So you will be able to choose between seven different colours. Woohoo. Uh, speaker names. Retained options from 2018, as in God of War 2018. You can show and hide speaker names. You can set the size independent of the UI text size. Oh, that's a good option too. Uh, with ex captions. With expanded sound effect captions, we've added several new ways to understand in-game sound. We've added captions to both cinematics and gameplay to provide a rich understanding of the soundscape of the world. You can also enable captions for critical gameplay information to assist with puzzles and narrative understanding. So those are a lot of uh, much theme, let's say. So high contrast activation customization. Select off, on, or always on for gameplay only. This excludes cinematics. High contrast mode can be set to toggle on and off with the swipe from a swipe for easy access. This mode will automatically disable when in settings. Uh, men settings menu or, ca or character menu. High mm -hmm. contrast color customization. Select a color palette that fits your playstyle and adjust individual colors for characters, enemies, and items. So this is highlighted by the image of a very, very blue Kratos and a very yellow Atreus. Right. In the image. That's um, very cool. So navigation assistant new to God of War. This camera navigation system allows you to orient your view towards your compass. Uh, your compass objective. When not in combat, pressing the navigation assistant button will orient your view in the direction of your next story goal. Traversal assistance, gap jumping, vaulting, mantling, and other traversal features can now be automated. That's very cool. Assistance plus adds interaction-based moves like climbs, crawls, and squeeze-throughs. So there's some audio cue stuff there as well. I'm sure there was more... And I remember one of them is because this is not the full list, clearly. Right. One of the options, I'm really happy about this one, a complete controller rebinding option. 
oh yeah, I think more games should have that, and if you do, but that's such a big deal. Mm. I, I I love controller mapping. I love the fact that you can mm -hmm. change quite a lot of stuff within games, but I feel like it's now become very secondary to the point that these controls have now started to become incredibly more complex. Yeah, I mean... You Red Dead. I always think it's weird that I never punched my horse. Like, everybody else did, but I never <laughs> did. No, I just, I just like the idea, like, to be able to go into a game like Red Dead 2 and just go... Change yeah, thing. I will remap that problematic control I... thing that I have, you know, like punching a horse. Well, I mean, always for me, now this is more in the past, not so much now, obviously, uh, but switching between Halo and Fallout, which is something I frequently do, or used to do, um, the jumps are opposite buttons. Yeah. And so I would get so hung up on Halo because I would play that more, you know, like multiplayer and stuff like that. And then I switch over to uh, Fallout, and I just could not, like, I my brain couldn't make the transition, and so remapping it was great, you know? So I like to see that more and more, to be honest. Yeah, I was also going to say, when you have your moments for playing Destiny and go back to playing Halo Infinite. Oh, gosh. Yeah, see, back in the day, Pete and Kieran and I would go from, we'd play Destiny and Halo, um, although we started to play Halo more, but I would play Destiny 2 on my own, and so I'd be playing Destiny 2, multi uh, not multiplayer, but like, you know, like, shooting, whatever it's called. Competitively? Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we'd all get together to play Halo, and it was like, my brain would just Why can't fry. I double jump? <laughs> yeah, exactly! Where's my double jump? <laughs> Why is the bus smack on Bryce Thick? <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, yes. Melee kills me every time in Halo because I'm so stuck in Destiny 2, or was anyway. I mean, uh, was so, it back in the yeah. day in Halo? I think it. It was either R2 or it was the stick. I'm I sure it was. I'm absolutely certain. Yeah. yeah. It's the bumper. Yeah. Anyway. That, yeah, that, that, that's the news. And that's a lot of accessibility for uh, God of War. God of War Ragnarok Which is, as well. Which I'm really happy It's great. About. Yeah, like, it's really, really good. And, um... I think we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> it's yeah. like, almost, it's 9.15 at night. Yeah, I'm getting tired. I'm very tired. It's and also our... the fact that my room is now getting very dark and this bright light. It's very dark. Intense. So bright. Sorry, Here. Take a second. I'm gonna turn my actual light on. Okay, you Great see that? Great listeners, of course. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wow, it's almost like nothing happened. Ah, a little bit. I can see you got a haircut. Oh yeah, it's taken you that long to notice because the light's been. How off. often do you get haircuts, Pete? Uh, once every couple of months. Really? Almost every time I see you, you've got a haircut. No, I... no, no, this was done during... When was this done, actually? Last Saturday. Right, okay. Yeah, I'm so, I had... so I actually had it for last week's show, but you didn't notice because we had guests. It... I... Yeah, it was really it. But I am noticing it now. It looks great. Um, I, I definitely need a haircut. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, it's been a while. So. Uh, it's been two years for me. So, 
my hair doesn't grow as long, let's say. It just uh-huh. grows thick to start with first. Right. So, yeah, I, once it gets to a certain thickness, I'm like, yeah, it needs to be cut. Yeah. Well, my hair grows thick and fast. It, yes. it, it oof. Um, I, I've been cutting my own hair because it just, it, it's just crazy. It just yeah. grows so fast. So, um, I've had, so I had this cut just over a week ago. And mm-hmm. it already feels like the back is a number two. Oh my gosh. That's what I mean. It grows quite thick and quite fast. I, well, so. I once knew a guy who got his hair cut every week. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, see, he enjoyed that that short, you know, one or whatever. It wasn't even just that. Remember. It's just that he, this this guy, must I, I know, is just like, uh-huh. yeah, he just really liked the feel of a fresh haircut. Yeah. That's, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I would put this other guy like that. Oh, he's very, very, like, anal, like, you know, like, very everything has to be particular about his appearance. Very particular, yeah. yeah and this guy like, was okay. as well. Yeah. So, like, but anyway, let's, right, uh, shall we close the show out? Because we have a couple of things we need to talk about as well. Yep. Okay. <laughs> close the show out, then. That was a signal for me! Um, okay, <laughs> Enjoy. guys i'm so tired thank you for sticking by us um we have enjoyed this episode very much it's been so much fun we had a great chat um thank you guys thank you to our listeners um as well as our watchers um kieran's not here to defend our listeners our champion for the listeners oh i've made sure yeah pete's done well and hopefully kieran will be back because we have a great show coming up that i really want him to be part of but um pete where can they find you out there and so never land you can find me on the internet on the on the twitter mostly which is uh <laughs> beckett one spelled b-e-c-k-e-t-t and the number one i'm sure you all know that by now still have to do it um yeah. but you can also be keep your eye out for a never watchers episode coming out this week where we're going to be covering falcon and the winter soldier episode three or four i shall keep my opinions to myself yes <laughs> you? um if you want to i'm not i don't tweet about games as much as i should because right now i'm not gonna lie i'm playing Vistara cleanup detail which is a very very old game um but I wanted to go back and complete a few things that I hadn't completed. Cool. So, yeah. So it's going to be very boring on my feed. But if you want to follow, it's Kylie Tegreet. K-I-L-E-Y-T-H-G-R-E-E-T. Um, and I think that's going to do it for us, Pete. So... Uh, not quite. Oh? Not quite. Because we have to make a, a, a small announcement on this one. Oh, okay. Two, actually. Okay. So I just wanted to let some people know over the next few days, you may see a bit of weirdness happening with our podcast feed. Oh, so yes. Please be aware of this. Very it might feed. prompt you to want to download our entire back catalogue. Oh, right. If you have auto download on, let's say. So oh, be dear. aware of that because Podbean is one of those offending uh, podcast players that will do that. But there is a reason behind this Because I have spent the last year And I kid you not The last year Going in and remastering Our entire back catalogue Of episodes So there should be a 
slightly different sound quality on them. It will still retain all the old content, so all the old. <laughs> so if the old episodes included the old theme music, it would still include that. But right. the audio has had a noticeable bump in quality. So. Just to me. But but we may also be prov- uh, changing our podcast provider as well, so there might be a bit of strangeness in terms of that changeover. So please just be patient with us whilst we work that one out. Yeah. So I will. Once it's fully done, because all the episodes are remastered and uploaded and ready to be transitioned over, so if you've got any strangeness, please let us know. We will keep. We will work on whatever issues happen. But yeah, this is the big one. So you may not see an episode streamed from us next week. We have reasons behind this. Oh yes. So we are due to be doing an interview with a very notable person within the games industry. But due to the time constraints in which we are under, <laughs> we figured that a um, a stream at probably 11.30 in the evening for the UK <laughs> listeners was probably not a good idea. Right. Because our guest is coming to, to us from the land of the rising sun. It's true. So It's going to be a very good episode. Uh, well, I'm just going to announce it now. We have managed to acquire the services to talk about a particular thing that had happened recently with one Daniel Lindholm, who has created music for Street Fighter and Resident Evil. Oh, yes. Big, big dude in this. In this so there will be an audio only version unfortunately next week which should maybe be out on the friday so that will be in place of your usual sunday episode or monday when you hear it but we will try and put a video version out on the youtube channel so keep an eye on that so but yeah just wanted to let you know that that is next week's episode and it will come to you a few days earlier than normal yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. I'm not looking forward yeah. to that time, though. I know, I'm not either. <laughs> We're going to have to try to keep it short and sweet if we can. Well, it's uh, going to be about it's no more than two hours, probably. So Yeah, exactly. It'll be but... our usual length, nothing more unusual than that, but it will just be out a little bit earlier than normal. Yeah. So. But I just shook my camera. Um, I think we need to wrap it up because Pete, we've been going over two hours now. Did you we know have, that? We'll, we'll do a little bit on the stream to close out, though. We'll, a little bit, but I'm mm-hmm. tired. I'm, I'm like a Victorian child. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining us. We've had a wonderful, wonderful chat, and uh, of course, our listeners are all always amazing. Uh, so. That's going to do it for us. We will see you and talk to you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Please check us out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please follow us on social media at Rapid Reviews UK, or the podcast-specific Twitter at RRRadioPod. Please follow us on Twitch at Rapid Reviews. The music is made by Johnny Atler. Please check out Gametal on YouTube. And for everything else, please visit www.rapidreviewsuk for all the latest reviews.